Nowadays, you see quizzes for everything from what should you get your mom for Mother's Day to what diet works best for your genetic makeup to what kind of digital course creator are you and everything in between. Quizzes are a hot lead magnet tool and no doubt for good reason, which we'll get into in this episode. So is a quiz right for your business? How do you select your quiz topic? How do you lay out your results and how do you get it up and converting? Well, in today's episode, my guest and I are breaking this all down in the simplest step-by-step way. You're going to walk away with clarity on the type of quiz you want to create, as well as the next action items you can put into motion right away after listening to this episode. We've got you covered, so let's get to it. I'm Amy Porterfield, and this is Online Marketing Made Easy. All right, my friend, don't even try to deny it. I know you can't help yourself when you see a quiz on your favorite website or when it pops up on your newsfeed. It's so juicy, right? You just have to know your results and you're not alone. Buzzumo did a content analysis and found that a whopping 82% of users actually finished the quizzes they started. 82%. That's a lot to say the least. So, What is it about quizzes that make them so irresistible? And as an entrepreneur, are you tapping into the full benefits that they could provide to your business, your email list, and your offer? If you've been interested in diving into the fun and highly converting world of quizzes, you're in the right place. For today's episode, I have Shanti Zachariasen on the show to talk all about quizzes. Shanti was actually our team copywriter for many years, and now she's focusing on being a quiz funnel strategist, copywriter, and consultant. Because I consider her the expert when it comes to this topic, I invited her on to talk about quizzes from top to bottom. We discussed the different types that you'll want to consider, how to select your topic and lay out your results, the realistic amount of time to set aside for creating a highly effective quiz, how to know if your quiz is working, and what to do with your leads after they take the quiz, and so much more. And of course, stick around until the end because I'm giving you exact action steps that you can begin working on today. All right, let's get to it, friend. Here's my chat with Shanti. Shanti, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here. Listen, you don't even know how many times I am asked, how do I do a quiz? Tell me about your quizzes, Amy. How do you do it? What does it look like? Give me all the details. I mean, I am asked this so many times a week. So to have you on this show is an absolute pleasure because you are going to literally break this all down for us. And and I got to tell you, you are the expert of all experts. I tell everybody to just go learn from Shanti. She's going to tell you. She writes my quizzes. She knows all about quizzes. So people are in for a treat today. And I, and I just want to start from the top. Why do quizzes work so well? And why should someone consider doing a quiz as a lead magnet or a list builder over, let's say, a checklist or a free guide? You are so sweet, Amy. I <laughs> am so beyond excited to be here. So here's the thing. The psychology behind why quizzes work so well is really simple. It's because as humans, we are innately curious. We're just wired 
to constantly seek deeper insight and understanding around who we are, around our unique experiences, what makes us special, all that stuff. We want to feel seen and supported based on where we're at. And a quiz helps you do that. So like if you were going to go to say a naturopath for stomach problems, you'd be a little bit put off if that doctor didn't ask you any questions, right? Yeah. And your ideal client or customer can feel the same way when you just give them the same thing you give everybody else, the checklist or the free guide, the one size fits all solution. Like what they want is to feel taken care of and seen and met where they're at. So a quiz is one way that you can do that while also using the conversion boosting power of segmentation and interactive content. Okay. I never have looked at it that way in terms of people want that more personalization beyond, let's say, a checklist or a cheat sheet, and they do feel seen and heard. I mean, I guess I knew it in the back of my mind, but I love how you talked about when you go to a doctor and you get this personalized treatment. Well, yeah, quizzes give you your personalized results. And that's what I love most about them. So I'm so glad you broke that down. And I want you to talk about how there are different types of quizzes. So can you share what they are? Yes, absolutely. So big picture overview, there are three main types. One is what a lot of people comment on when they ask you how you did your quizzes, and that's a launch quiz. So the quiz we did for DCA, for example, the goal of that is to attract leads for a specific course. So your launch quiz is designed to attract the perfect person for your course, your membership, your service. And it might not be your main lead magnet. You might turn it off and turn it back on when you go into launch mode. Another type of quiz is what I call a signature quiz, and it's evergreen. And the goal with the signature quiz is that it is your primary list builder. It's your main lead magnet. It is appealing and attractive to your entire audience. So you can use it to segment your audience from the very start, meet them where they're at, make sure they land in the right funnel if you're at that level. So an example of that one is um, one of my clients, she teaches teachers how to have their own online business. And so her quiz is like, what's your teacherpreneur type? It's available all the time. It gets a sense of whether someone is a beginner, whether they're advanced, what their personality is, what strategies are going to work for them. And that's just going all the time. So the third type is an e-commerce quiz. And it's pretty self-explanatory. The goal is to sell more products, curb that analysis paralysis that so many people get when they go to like buy a deodorant or something, give them those personalized recommendations. So an example for that is Sephora. They have a quiz for every product category you could imagine. Really? I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Like, and they need to because they have so many products. You go and you want to buy a lipstick, like 
you're going to get <laughs> overwhelmed. You're going to search for an hour and there's too many shades of peach. I'm out of here. <laughs> so the quiz solves that problem. Okay, so you've got these three different types of quizzes. And one of the things that comes up after we talk about different types of quizzes is how do you choose which one is best for your business? So what would you say to that? So it's all about looking at your unique goals. So if you are just getting started and list building is your main focus, you probably want to go with a signature quiz, something that's evergreen, something that's going to be appealing to your entire audience, something that can grow and evolve with you for years to come. That is the whole point of that signature quiz. I call it the signature quiz because I like to approach it from a place of what do you want to be known for? Like, what is your special signature thing that only you do? What's your unique methodology? And how can you use a quiz to share that far and wide? So that if that's your goal, signature quiz. If, on the other hand, you are looking to amp up your launch for a specific offer, say a digital course, then maybe you want to do a launch quiz that is tailored to the ideal student or client that you want to attract for that offer. So it's really all about keeping the end in mind. Keeping the end in mind. Okay, so once you've figured out which quiz, which type of quiz is best for your business, then from there, the question is, how the heck do you choose a quiz topic? That's a great question. So within the parameters of the launch quiz, the e-commerce quiz, the signature quiz, there are also personality quizzes or assessment style quizzes or score-based quizzes. And so all of that's going to come into play when you go to choose a topic. Um, Personality quizzes convert the best. I will tell you that straight up. But what I love to do is combine them with a more assessment style quiz that gives people some actionable strategies based on what they need most. So when you go to choose your quiz topic, you really have to ask yourself, first of all, what do I want to achieve? Like, what is my goal here? And then secondly, who do I want to attract with this quiz? What questions are they dying to know the answers to? And this, what happens here is people overcomplicate things. They think they need to have the funniest, most personality-driven, clever quiz topic on the planet, and they stop themselves before they've even gotten started. You got to be clear over clever. So make a big list of all the questions that your perfect client or customer is asking themselves. Start there. So I want to just give you an example of this. This company, Journey, they are a life coaching school. And they are so legit. They have these super in-depth programs. You know, it's a big investment for people. And 
the question that their ideal client or student is asking themselves is super simple. It's, should I become a life coach? So they have a quiz and that is literally the topic. And it converts like a hot dang. They've got people enrolling in their life coaching school without even getting on sales calls because that burning question was answered for them in a specific way that relates to where they're at in their life, who they are as a person, what their goals are, all of those things. Okay, that's a great example. So you're, when you're choosing a topic, you want to make sure that just like when you choose a topic for a digital course, that you're choosing a topic that's like a hot one for your audience. Like they're thinking of this, they're curious about this. Would that be fair to say? Exactly. Like what are the questions that people ask you the most? What kind of solutions are they looking for? If you can give them even a taste of that solution within your quiz, then you've got them. Okay, so good. That's why the quiz you created for us which is all about figuring out your best approach to creating a digital course. That's why it's such a huge hit. Like thousands and thousands and thousands of people have taken this quiz because they genuinely want to know, like, look, I want to create a quiz. Now tell me my best approach. And what was interesting about that quiz that you helped us create is that our goal, because you had said this before, before you choose a topic, you know, what do you want out of this? It wasn't to help people figure out if they want to create a digital course, but instead what approach you should take now that you know you want to create a digital course. So we wanted people who took the quiz, they already knew they wanted to create a digital course. So we were starting at a different place. Does that make sense? Yes. And that's a really important point. The way that I teach it is I look at the stages of awareness, which is a concept popularized by Eugene Schwartz. And basically there are going to be people who are aware that they have a problem, but they have no clue what the solution is. And then there are going to be people who are aware that they have a problem and they're aware that the solution is, in this case, creating a digital course. So yes. I know I'm time starved. I'm tired of trading time for money. And I know that the solution is this course. I just don't know what to do next. So we were like working within that stage of awareness. And if you can just Google stages of awareness, find out who you want to target, that's also going to give you a better understanding of how to come up with a topic that's appealing to those people. Yes. So I think that part is really important. And, and we didn't actually nail that till the second time we kind of did a second iteration of that quiz. And that's when it like really got the right audience. So it took us a little time. Like I didn't know, I didn't know who I was attracting that first time out. And then I realized, oh, I can fine tune this. And we did. And the quiz was even better. So it's a little bit of experimentation as well. So allow yourself to kind of evolve with your quiz. Okay. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? 
LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products, and I want to talk about Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. So now that you've got your topic and you're ready to rock, what should you do next to move forward? So one thing that people often think is that you should start with the questions and they do this and they trip themselves up and they just get totally stalled because you really want to start with the results. You want to get super clear on each of the results before you write any questions. And that's going to be your next step. Okay. What does that look like? How do you even know how to create them? Right. Let's talk about how to create those results because this can be really overwhelming. If you're doing a personality quiz, how the heck do you speak to every type of personality? That's a huge ask, right? So people get get super bogged down thinking they need to cover all the bases when in reality, it's so simple. All you have to do is based on your personal and professional experience, what are the different categories of people that you work with, that you can help, that you can support. And then you're taking that and looking at it through the lens of your quiz topic. So let's say you're doing a personality quiz and 
you notice in your coaching practice that you attract those type A really driven folks who like from dusk till dawn, they're just go, go, go. Maybe another type of person you attract is that really like heart centered, empathy based, caring, kind person. And so you can look through your own experience. Who can I help? What are the different types of people that I tend to attract? And you can break it down that way. Another way you can break it down if you're doing a more assessment style quiz is, okay, what different levels are people at? Or what do they need help with the most? So you could break it down from like beginner to intermediate to advanced. Or in the case of uh, the DCA quiz, we broke it down based on the core types of people who are ready to create that digital course. So there's like service providers, people who've created a transformation in their own lives, people who've mastered a specific tool or technology that they can teach others. So it does not have to take into consideration all the different options or potential outcomes. You really want to look at it through your own experience. Yes. Okay. I love that you brought this up because this is the part that I think, you know, I'm not an expert in quizzes. You are, but I get the questions a lot because my students want to list build. And I think quizzes are a fantastic way to grow your audience with quality people. And they'll say, okay, so how do you do this? And to explain the part that you just explained was really hard for me. And I love how you broke that down. And I also love that you reminded everybody that we are going to first start out with the results. We're not going to make it complicated, like you said. And then from there, I'm assuming we go into then they can craft the questions. Is that right? That's absolutely right. So once you're clear on what those results are, and I like to make a little cheat sheet for each result on what are the different characteristics within this result. So that when I go to write a question, so say I'm asking a question like, uh, I just called your bestie and asked her to tell me all about you. What does she say? Option A, well, if we know that we attract that type A person, their friend would probably say, they're a total go-getter. They're, they, they never stop. Like They can somehow simultaneously make cupcakes while crunching numbers on a calculator, whatever that looks like, right? But you can really easily look at your little cheat sheet for your different results and then answer that question. And you fly through those questions once you've gotten to that point. Okay. This is so fantastic. And it's very specific, what I love. And the question beyond how do I get started? How do I choose a topic? You know, what does the content look like? The next question, I bet you can guess what it is. It is, well, what tool do you use to create this quiz? Because quizzes are unique. It's not like a PDF. And so there's software involved. So I'll let you all know that we use bucket.io. That's the tool that we use and it houses our quiz. And so when people are clicking the answers, it takes them through it. But there are other platforms as well. So I'm so very curious, Shanti, what other platforms do you recommend? Yeah, you know what? I love Bucket. I've used them lots. 
I also really like tryinteract.com. They're great if you're just starting out, so easy to use. And there are like hundreds of templates. So if you're listening to this and you're like, whoa, this still sounds like a lot of work. It's kind of nice to have that starting point. Okay, fantastic. All right, so bucket.io and tryinteract.com, both really great options. Now, one other thing I wanted to ask you was a question that comes up a lot is, well, how do I know if my quiz is doing well? What do you say to that question? Right, so to that question, I always say, First off, this is quality over quantity. So if you find that, well, I'm not getting 10,000 leads every single month. So does that mean this is a failure? Absolutely not. If you're getting 500 qualified leads from your quiz every month, and those people are hitting reply to your emails and saying, whoa, this is bang on. Thank you so much for creating this and investing in your offers and engaging in your content. That is a success in my mind. So quality over quantity, first off, we could get into some specific metrics too. Like, for example, I always like to see a conversion rate of at least 50% of people who hit that quiz landing page and turn into a lead. Good to know. Okay. So that is a, is a success marker, but the most important success marker is that you're creating a connection and you know, it resonates. People are telling you that they love what you've created and nothing, nothing beats that. And I agree. One of the things I love, I'm going to come back to that conversion thing in a second, but what conversion thing? I'm so technical. But one of the things I love about a quiz is that when we are in a launch, because that's the only time we've used quizzes, but we are thinking about like an evergreen quiz, like you talked about before. I love that idea. But when we're in a, in a launch and someone takes the quiz, I'll say, okay, go take the quiz and then DM me your results. Tell me what your results say. We're going to talk about it. And I'll have people DM me on Instagram saying, oh, well, I got this result or I got that result. And the way Shanti does it, and I'm going to give you guys a free resource of Shanti's where it will help you get started with a quiz. So stay tuned. But the way Shanti does it when she wrote my quizzes is that each result that people got, there's four different results for creating a digital course, and they all had cool names. And so you would you would say, okay, you're the XYZ. I can't remember the names right now, but you're the XYZ. And so they'd go into my DMs and they're like, I'm the... Can you remember what, Shanti? I know, I'm trying. <laughs> like, but let's just pretend it's like, oh, I'm the go-getter digital course creator, whatever it might be. And so there are these fun names that people can identify with. And it really like paints the picture and gives them this identity that they can be excited about. And so it's a, they, I love creating cool names for each of the results. And I also love having people DM me and tell me what results they got. And then I could like talk to them. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so this is what you're going to do next. And when your audience is smaller, this is easier. And you can create these touch points with your audience and get them to interact with you through the quiz. People love to share their quiz results with you. So make that a thing. 
Absolutely. And if you're into Facebook ads, oh yeah, having a little call to action in your ad copy to share your results in the comments, yes. that works really well too. Okay. That's a great point. And I always tell my students, if you're doing a quiz, use paid ads because one of the things that's incredible, and we've seen this firsthand, we're literally running a quiz right now with ads. The ads are so inexpensive compared to some of the other uh, list building activities we've done with ads. Have you seen that same kind of thing? Yes, absolutely. Like I don't want to make any promises, but I've had so many clients and students, you know, they're getting cost per lead at like 20 cents, 50 cents, under a dollar. And then sometimes if we've got a next step baked into the quiz results, which we could talk about, yes, then they're getting, say, a webinar lead for the same cost as the quiz lead. I mean, come on. It's uh, like, it's crazy. Okay, talk about that a little bit. How would that look if off the back end of a quiz, they get an invite to a webinar, like how does that work? And actually that leads me to the question I wanted to ask you. When we talk about conversions on a quiz, do you agree most quizzes, they take the quiz first and to get their results emailed to them, now they're opting in afterwards, right? Yes. Okay, talk to me about why you do it that way. Why aren't people opting in to take the quiz? And then talk to me about that funnel, what it looks like to get someone perhaps on a webinar on the back end. Yeah. So, well, the reason that you ask the questions first and then ask for an email after is really once someone has answered a bunch of questions about themselves, the odds of them being like, oh, I don't know. I don't care. I'm not giving you my email are pretty low. Whereas if you ask it right off the bat, that's there's more friction there, basically. Gotcha. Totally agree. Okay. And if you create a quiz the way we're talking about, it is such a valuable resource. It is so worth getting someone to hand over their email, especially so that you can continue the conversation with them. This is just the starting point. And I think it's important to note that it's so easy for someone to take two minutes out of their day to take a fun quiz that gives them a nice dopamine burst when they get that result. And no big deal, right? A lot easier than getting someone to say, I'll hang out with you for 90 minutes on a webinar, right? right? So the quiz is your starting point is it's that's why the cost per lead is typically so low. It's really attractive. It doesn't take much time. It's engaging and interactive. So for the user, it's perfect. But for taking that person and turning them into a customer, is it enough? Question mark. Sometimes it is. But more often than not, you need some more nurturing in between taking someone from a stranger and turning them into a student or a customer or a client. So that's where your next step will come in. If say you are doing a digital course launch, you've got this amazing webinar and Amy taught you her magical ways, then that's a perfect next step. At the end of those quiz results, you have given them so much value. 
you've introduced yourself or your brand, you've established a connection, you've made them feel good about themselves. And now what? That's where you introduce that next step. So for the DCA quiz, we had a few different next steps, depending on where we were at in the launch, right? So there was like the boot camp, they could join that at one point, there was a webinar, that was the next step once you moved into webinar phase. And because that quiz established a strong connection from the get go, the likelihood of them saying like, oh, yeah, I'll hang out with you for 90 minutes on a webinar. Tell me more about this is way, way higher. It really is. One of the coolest things we did was once they took the quiz on that results page at the very end of the results and then what to do next. And so now we've given massive value that was personalized. Now it's like, hey, you want more? Well, I've got this masterclass that's free coming up. That was the perfect transition. And like Shanti said, before we did the webinar registration, people were taking the quiz and our webinar registration wasn't open up, but we did a 30-day bootcamp that was open during pre-launch. So we sent them to the 30-day bootcamp. And then when webinar registration opened up, we changed the results page and invited them to the masterclass. And once the masterclass was all over, there was a few days that there was no more masterclasses live. We sent them to a replay. We I don't know if we ever sent them directly to a sales page because like Shanti's saying, there's some relationship building that needs to happen here. And this, a lot of people that took our quiz, they're a cold audience. So we really didn't want to take them from a quiz to try to make a sell, especially if it's $2,000. So I think you you kind of want to use some discernment here about what would be the next perfect step. You don't have to have a next perfect step. You could give them the quiz, they opt in for the results, and then you start nurturing them through a weekly email, which is what we talk about in our world. So we all know what that's about. Okay, so I've got another question for you. And it's about the time commitment it takes to put together a quiz. And I want to highlight this because I don't want my listeners to walk away thinking, oh, I'm going to put together a quiz in like the weekend and boom, it's done. So we say this is better than a cheat sheet or a checklist. And it is two things. Number one, I don't think this is the first lead magnet you create. I think you you create your cheat sheet or your checklist and you get that going. This would be like, the second thing you might want to create as a lead magnet. So get your feet wet with something easier. And number two, it's not as fast as a cheat sheet or a checklist. So how much time should an entrepreneur plan to put aside to create a quiz that actually gets traction? Yeah, that's great advice. And I think people get the most out of it when they really know their audience and who they're talking to. So if you're at a point where you're still kind of in those beginning stages of finding out who your people are, having a more easy to create lead magnet to begin with can be really helpful. And then create your quiz once you've gotten a sense of who you attract, what you want to offer them, all that good stuff. So you can create an amazing quiz in as little as two weeks, if that's you know your main focus. And I say two weeks because there are a lot of steps involved, right? You're brainstorming your topic and segmentation strategy and those results, they're all, they've all got to be different, right? Yes. It's kind of in some ways like creating four lead magnets in one 
because the results are all unique, even though there can be some overlap. For the most part, you want them to be unique. And then you're coming up with your questions, you're setting it up. So there's all those steps involved, right? You can totally do it in two weeks. But what I like to tell people is to give yourself some grace and give yourself a quarter to make it all happen. Especially if you want to be creating an email follow-up sequence that is automated, that goes out to people after they've taken the quiz, that helps to deepen that relationship, establish trust, um, and maybe even that sells something. That's, you know, it can be part of your project. It's almost its own thing. But if you're going to do that, then give yourself a quarter and make that your main focus. And it's deserving of that amount of time. Like three months to have a lead magnet that is going to work for you for years to come. Worth it. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I was going to jump in here and say, just for the record, the quality of leads you get from a quiz, the engagement you get, the fact that it is a great way to use ads that are often inexpensive compared to other ways to grow your email list, all the hard work and the time is worth it. All of it. So I just, you all know, listening, that I would never encourage you to do something that could take two weeks or a quarter, as Shanti's saying, depending on where you're going with this. If it wasn't worth it, it's a million times worth the effort. And so that's why I wanted just to bring that up. Okay, one more final question. And then I want you to tell people where they can take your quiz about quizzes. So (laughs) it's so good. But before we get their final quiz... Now that someone has taken your quiz, now that you're they're on your email list, what next? Like, what do you tell them? I know what I tell them, but what do you tell your audience about what's next? Well, I want anyone listening to this to approach it as a long game. And what I mean by that is, is you are not doing this whole online business thing so that you can like make six figures in the next 30 days, you're here for the long haul, right? And building relationships is the foundation for a successful business, no matter what industry, no matter what level of experience, no matter what you're selling. So I want you to treat every single person who takes that quiz and signs up for your email list as an honored guest and show up for them, and give them your best, and stay consistent in creating that connection. So in the same way that you ask questions with your quiz, ask questions in your emails that you send them. Create that relationship where people feel comfortable hitting reply and having a conversation with you, especially if you're in the beginning stages, and and you can handle that, and you have a bit of extra time to nurture those relationships. And that is huge. Like we can talk about automated funnels all day long, but I think nothing is more powerful than having those real connections with the people in your world and them trusting you enough to say like, Hey, yeah, I want to work with you and learn from you. 
So that takes showing up for them on a consistent basis. And I know you talk about that so much, Amy, and have so much great content on how to do that. So if you're listening and you're like, what do I do? (laughs) Your archives of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I got you, friend. I've got you want to grow your email list and nurture it. I've got you. But I love, love your point of continuing to ask questions, continuing to engage with them. That matters more than anything. Okay. So we've gotten to the point that I have teased the whole time. And that is that Shanti's got resources and she has a quiz all about creating your quiz. What's the title of your quiz, Shanti? (laughs) it's the most meta quiz on the internet. (laughs) And it is what type of quiz should you create for your biz? Perfect. It's exactly what they want to know. So (laughs) if you want to start with like the very first step, what type of quiz should you create for your biz? Then you've got to go take Shanti's quiz. So Shanti, where can they find this quiz? You can find it at shantizak.com forward slash quiz. And that's C-H-A-N-T-I-Z-A-K dot com slash quiz. Now, I want you all to do this because I really do believe this is your next step. If you've already started growing your email list, this is your next step in your list building journey. And I really do believe that it makes a difference. Now, Shanti also has a digital course that you can learn about later down the road. I want you to take the quiz first. But if you want to take a digital course, you know how I feel about that, all about how to create a quiz and you want to learn from the best of the best, then you got to look into Shanti. Shanti, thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Okay. Did you absolutely love that mini training? I hope you did. What made me most excited about sitting down with Shanti is I finally got to ask her all the questions that you, my friends, have been asking me about quizzes. And so I'm so glad you have these answers now. And here's my challenge to you. In the next seven days, I want you to choose your quiz type and your quiz topic. Seven days, quiz type and quiz topic. If you're stuck, go take Shanti's quiz on quizzes. From there, give yourself some time. Maybe give yourself a full month to write out the results of your quiz. Maybe every week you spend a few hours writing out the results. You can do this. You've got this. And then from there, of course, you're going to formulate your questions. But if you want to get some help from Shanti, by all means, go dive into all she has to offer, including her digital course. Now, Shanti definitely wrote my quizzes. I told you that already. But that's because I could afford to hire her to do so. Actually, she's not taking on clients anymore. She used to be my copywriter and write my quizzes, but she's gone on to focus more on the things she's doing in her business, especially selling her own digital courses. So she's not working as much with one-on-one clients. But here's what I'm trying to say. If I was just starting out, there's no way I could have afforded her. I would have written my own quizzes. So I would have done this myself. That's how valuable I think this strategy is. Make the time to do so. You will be so very glad you did. Okay. And remember to have fun with this. Quizzes are fun. You don't need to rush it. Take your time. Maybe tell yourself, okay, I'm going to give myself a full quarter. Like Shanti said, I'm going to do it right. But you won't do it if you don't plan it in your calendar. You know how I feel about that, right? So open up your calendar, book a few hours each week, 
get it done this quarter or next quarter or wherever it is when you're listening to this episode, whatever makes sense, but get it done. Choose a due date, stick to your own commitments, get that quiz out into the world. Again, I hope you found this valuable and I can't wait to talk to you same time, same place next week. Bye for now.